This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I'm the guy that suggested in the first national drug strategy that we get the military involved. The military, in fact, can do a very important job by using their radars, by using their technology, by using their ability to identify, for purposes of interdiction, drug trafficking patterns. White House, they do, they do, they're like, well, militarization as it relates to Mexican cartels. We don't know that we want to uh, do that because, you know, we might hurt, we might hurt the drug dealers that are bringing in drugs that are killing our kids. We might hurt them. We might hurt their feelings. Uh, Marsh, can you, do you recognize that voice? I guess that is a certain guy who hangs out at the White House a bunch. Uh, Tobler hosts the Tobler Show weekday afternoons, 4 o'clock here on the radio station. I want to bring him in real quick. Does that voice sound familiar to you? You know, I don't recognize it, but I recognize the message. How you doing, Brandon? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Let me <laughs> drop some more of it on you here. By using their radars, by using their technology, by using their ability to identify for purposes of interdiction drug trafficking patterns. So this, uh, this guy, he's speaking in faith. Yeah, we should use the military. We can do this. This will help protect American citizens. That is one Joe Biden, 1996. Oh, man, from years ago. Wow. Wow. Great find, Brandon. Yeah. Isn't it funny how he flip-flops over the course of time? Wow. Uh, Yeah. And it's... And, and listen, because you've got a great story, I want to get into this couple of things that are happening here as it relates to, again, it, it, it's the, these these progressive Democrats. They're so dangerous for our country. And I really, and I sit here with a barstool knowledge of politics, okay? I'm just an ordinary, average, everyday Joe Schmo. I ain't nobody. I don't even use good English all the time. Uh, but w- can't can't we classify Joe Biden as a terrorist, like as a domestic terrorist? Seriously, I think... We have the framework in place, nothing at the border, while at least 25 kids, at least in one mid-Missouri county last year, died from fentanyl overdoses. Fentanyl comes from Mexico, comes from China. Uh, They do nothing uh, at the border. Uh, They let a balloon from China fly all the way across the country. Couldn't Joe Biden, I think there might be somebody who could make a better argument than myself. Somebody could make a really good (laughs) argument to legally label Joe Biden a domestic terrorist. You think I'm too far off base on that? Well, I don't know, because he's not actually doing the crime, but he certainly is part of the civil cons- of the of the conspiracy. And it's it verges on a criminal conspiracy, aiding and abetting the enemy. And, you know, speaking to to, you know, your point about uh, let's bring the military in, even though Joe Biden, you know, thought it was good before he thought it wasn't good. You know, isn't this akin to a, a natural disaster? If you think about it, how many people are killed in hurricanes and tornadoes and floods in, in America every year? It pales in comparison to the number of people that are killed with fentanyl. And, and I, you know, think of all the violent crimes uh, from, from these illegals that come across. And so the National Guard is always called in or, well, very often called in, routinely called in on natural disasters that result in death of Americans and, and disaster areas. Isn't it a disaster not only at the border, but now I heard one uh, one legislator say really every state is a border state now because we're all suffering the consequences of it. Why not bring the military in? It makes perfect sense to me. Domestic terrorist. I think we could. I, I think there's some attorney somewhere. Domestic terrorist. They could legitimately get the president of the United States of America labeled as a domestic 
terrorist. I don't. Th- I really don't think that's too far out of the realm. Welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rathard. Steph Bell is out. John Marsh, Brian Housworth, producer. Hannah is here. And Randy Tobler, host of the Randy Tobler Show. Uh, before uh, we chat with Randy, do you want to mention real quick, there's a, a, a fairly substantial event happening in mid-Missouri tomorrow. It's huge. Um, and it came up yesterday at the uh, Ready Board meeting, the Regional Economic Development Board meeting. A Rockbridge student was killed in a horrific crash this week, a motorcycle crash. His celebration of life service will be tomorrow at 3 at the Crossing Church in Columbia. Visitation will start at 2 o'clock. It will be packed. A lot of folks want to pay their respects there. So back to Biden now, uh, Randy. And I think there's some other things that we... And here's the thing. Elections matter. We have a whole influx of new listeners since Joe was elected president. Uh, regretful mm-hmm. Biden voters, Democrats uh, regretting that they voted for Biden, wanting to go, okay, these conservatives, what are they talking about? And there's great stories that relates to taxes as to why elections matter. He wants no, to. There's no doubt about it. Look, look, I, look, I, I think that on, the, on today, Brandon, on the day when Joe Biden is going to unleash. Just relentless taxation on people that he targets as those evil, mean, rich people. I don't know about you, Brandon, but the last time I got a check from someone, it was someone making a heck of a lot more than me. And I'm glad they're willing to take risk and invest and keep a little bit of the money they make if, uh, you know, if their enterprise works out. And, you know, this guy has been just a disaster. I mean, he's been an economic terrorist. There's no doubt about it. He's been a he's been a, a an energy terrorist. Uh, and and now you're seeing today for the first time, the numbers just out that uh, for the first time in several weeks, unemployment claims going up. And yet he wants to raise taxes on the various the, the very people whose investments drive this economy. This guy is a disaster. And I'm glad I'm so glad that you're. You keep pointing out that people are, they may be quiet about it, but they are changing their colors a little bit, and they're realizing, whoops, a uh, little buyer's remorse here. I better take a look around at the other side. And Good I'm always, and, and, and I love the fact, the number of young people that have been approaching me or Stephanie or Marsh or Houseworth or Hannah out in public, they're like, man, thanks for explaining these things to me. Uh, I, I, I see how it's working, and, and I see the results of me having voted for Biden. I see the results of that. Incidentally, I'm looking up the definition of domestic terrorist. All of a sudden, I'm I'm hooked on this thing, man. Uh, a person who commits terrorist acts against their fellow citizens. I think Joe Biden absolutely qualifies. Uh, Randy Tobler, host of the Randy uh, Tobler Show, is hanging out with us. Brandon, thank you so much. Um, Randy, thanks for joining us. Uh, I want to bring up something that came up yesterday at the Ready Board meeting locally, and that is uh, some yelling that happened at the city council meeting at the end of the meeting. I wasn't there, full disclosure, I was not there, but Barbara Buffalo emphasized the importance of civility yesterday during the meeting. She says people started yelling at the council members even after the they adjourned and they continued to yell. Apparently has to do with Quill and Jacobs. Uh, No, there was a special prosecutor brought, brought in in that case. Uh, and that special prosecutor, Tim Lomar, um, said charges would not be filed. He is not requesting any additional investigations. They want the investigation, they being the family, reopened. But your thoughts on the mayor's comments about uh, apparently people yelling at the council uh, regarding Jacobs, Quill and Jacobs, uh, the other night? 
we, you know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and while I disagree with a lot of the mayor's stances and the push to some of the social justice and environmental and, uh, you know, governance and all of the ESG and DEI uh, initiatives that uh, this administration is about, and that she tends to, to favor the homeless shelter, which I would disagree with, you know, I, we still have nice discussions when she's on the show. Uh, she answers questions cheerfully, joyfully, uh, and, and with with uh, with a smile on her face. And we have a lot of fun. And she she uh, I think that's the that's the way I would like to see discussion at all levels, whether it's between citizens sitting at the bar or at the McDonald's over a, over a burger and fries, or whether it's between constituents and their legislators and their leaders and their elected officials or between elected officials. It's not helpful. And I've never found that yelling and screaming and ranting and raving, which of course I never, never, never have done. <coughs> uh, that's never been, that's never been very effective. It, in the end of the, at the end of the day, you make your point with a measured, steady approach. And, uh, you know, the, the content of your argument is much more effective than a rant. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and this is in relation to the Vibes nightclub shooting a couple, uh, couple years ago, despite what witnesses and everybody saw. Cops shoot this dude after he apparently had been shooting at them. And the cops did the right thing. And I completely back law enforcement and the Columbia Police Department and what they did there. But here's, sure. here's what I think happens. Then you get found. Well, we can. He would never have guns. He was always smiling. He was such a nice guy. Well, well, yeah, but he also did this. And this, so uh, uh, Chris Jones, who's an activist, uh, is speaking at the other meeting Just the other night, her time had run out. And I think Mayor Barbara Buffalo had already said Chris. And she was very polite. She ignored uh, the rules Chris Jones did. She ignored the rules and selfishly said, well, this, this, this. And then after Barbara Buffalo said, listen, you're out of time. We have other rules. And there's other people that you that yeah. you need to be thinking about. And then she ended uh, by, sh by shouting. Quailer! Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Uh, and no, you know, you know, we have it's it's really a systemic problem in our society, Brandon. We've talked about it before. We don't have enough ophthalmologists in Columbia, in Boone County, in um, in Missouri, or in America. You know why? Because everyone suffers from a lot of eye disease I, in America. I, 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 Toby Keith disease. <laughs> me. I want to talk about me. I, yep. me, me, yeah, me. Yeah, uh, you got the, it, man. The other thing uh, on uh, Joe Biden, I'm stunned by this. I appreciate what our state legislature is doing. They've been working very hard to try to make sure that female athletics in school remains fair, and I appreciate that they are doing that, and especially, I, I hope they get that legislation pushed across the finish line because it's Women's History Month, because there's a History Month for every Everything. Uh, there's only 12 months, by the way. We're going to run out of months eventually. But <laughs> Women's uh, History, Women's uh, uh, History Appreciation Month is this month. How cool would that be if the Missouri State Legislature could say, we passed a bill to protect young women, to make sure for yeah. the sports remains fair. And then, so I get bummed out at what the White House did yesterday. My goodness. You know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Anthony Blinken and Jill Biden presented, I think it was 12 or 13, uh, there were 11 awardees for the International Woman of Courage Award. And that's been going on for, oh, I think almost two decades now with the White House doing that on International Women's Day, which was patterned after Women's National Women's Day. And, you know, all the women that were honored, uh, a professor, uh, Danielle Darlin from Central African Republic, who was fighting for in, uh, proper uh, constitutional and judicial rights, people that were fighting for rights in uh, in uh, other countries, Turkey, uh, for Afghan refugees that landed in Turkey. I mean, people that were doing women that were doing great work for their for the citizens of their country. And you read their resumes. They're really good. 
And then comes Ms. Alba Rueda, who is Argentine's current special envoy for sexual orientation and gender identity. <laughs> yes, a transgender uh, man. Uh, who, well, it's a, trans, it's a biologic man who fancies himself a woman. And yes, uh, he and, and, and uh, Anthony Blinken cha- exchange a little spit and a kiss. It was just a wonderful thing to watch. And so, now we're all woke, aren't we? So oh my God, I couldn't believe it. A woman of the month. The the White House, Jill Biden, honor a man. That yeah. is just so disorient, disorientating. You're picking a man to be that's got to be offensive to wom- women, and it's stupid that you pick a dude t- to be honored. Wow. Well, look, she, and and here's here's what's uh, I think coming to a country near us. I mean, look, you can see this incrementalism towards a total breakdown in any normative behavior yeah. in society. She previously in Argentina worked at the Ministry of Justice and Human Rights in their National Institute. National Institute could that be the next National Institute's a health sub institute against discrimination, xenophobia, and racism, as well as the Argentine Secretariat for Human Rights. I mean, look, this is becoming an international phenomenon, and absolutely, we've got to keep up with the Joneses, don't we? That's what I think is coming if we let the, the woke activists get their way. Uh, Randy Tobler, host of the Randy Tobler Show. I want to be honored as as boss of the year, but you know what? I'm not a boss. I'm not in management. Even though I identify, I think I'm a boss. I think I'm the boss. <laughs> I think I'm in charge. I identify that way, but I'm not. You can ask Hannah or Stephanie or Houseworth or Marsh. I am not a boss, even though I identify as one. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 826 time for the morning bell. Business news with a little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you. She is out today. So some shoppers at a uh, nationwide chain that also apparently happens to be in Britain. Shoppers calling out the supermarket chain. They were apparently stocking Easter Bunny marshmallow snacks that resemble something other than what they were supposed to be. It was called Marshmallow bunnies and chicks unfortunately there's a visual to this story i'm telling you it wasn't bunnies and chicks they basically they looked like phallic symbols uh the best part of it so be careful when you're buying the easter candy that's it man uh the the magic peeps (laughs) yeah it's chicks bunnies and chicks chicks ch uh but i think the really cool part about this story uh was the fact was the response from the grocery store, they said, we can't even defend this one. <laughs> yeah, you can't give these types of candies out on uh, Easter. Uh, and that's the morning. Maybe for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, by the way, Dow Jones futures opening up uh, up 90. NASDAQ futures up 30. And the S&P futures uh, up a little bit, too. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Coming up a few minutes from now. I want to go. We were going to do this earlier, and I thought, I don't, I don't even think I can do this here. Ron DeSantis is doing a one-hour presser yesterday. I think there were some local news outlets that were covering it. It was on Twitter. It got blocked. Some of the things that he was featuring in his presser, and this guy, he's going to be president of the United States. What he was featuring in his press conference was so vile. News cut away from it. If you get a warning on Twitter... That's pretty bad. So what was it that was in Ron DeSantis's presser that was so bad? And I, I want because I wanted you to hear it for yourself. And we were going to do it like 735. And I thought, I don't know if that's an appropriate time to do it. There might be kids still in the car. Uh, it, it might 
uh, offend you. I'm guessing it's not going to offend you. You're pretty cool. You're pretty tough. You're pretty intelligent because you're listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And I figured eh, it's probably not going to offend you. But I thought just to be safe, maybe I'll do it closer to 835. And the other thing I'm loving, are you seeing some of these texts regarding expired tags? There's legislation in Missouri. They're going on spring break, by the way, our legislators are. But there's legislation to try to crack. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And then we'll be in a better position uh, to make a decision about the future. Ron DeSantis, current Florida governor, future president. Chat with Sean Hannity the other night. Sean Hannity is here weekdays, 2 to 4 o'clock here on uh, on the radio station. And I think he would make a fine president. I know some people think, well, he's young. He should wait. Uh, and here's, and I'm one of those, like Joe Biden's tool. And it's not just Biden's age. He's inept. Um, but Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, tumbled in a hotel yesterday. He was hospitalized. He's older than Joe Biden. He's been in the, you realize he's been in, in D.C. for almost 40 years. Uh, the people of Kentucky keep electing a guy. I know a lot of the folks here in our audience, no big fans of Mitch McConnell, been in the Senate 40 years. He's older than Joe Biden. And people keep. And listen, I want, uh, and I love Vivek Ramaswamy. And the answer he gave the other day when somebody said, Is this Trump's GOP? Vivek Ramaswamy, he's put it better than anybody has said. And he said what I have been trying to say make America first. Okay. Uh, this is the party of Make America First. It does not have to be Trump. Trump's got to be pretty old, too. I would love it if Trump were president. I really do. I just honestly, right now, I don't think he could win a general election. You've got these people in this tent. You've got these people in this tent. And when you get somebody like Trump, there is an impactful number of people outside of either tent that could be swayed to vote for Trump. Uh, but a lot of those folks, they, they, a lot of the folks outside of the tent, they're not going to vote for Trump. That's my take on it. Welcome to the show. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. There's John Marsh, producer Hannah Bryan Hallsworth is here. Uh, DeSantis was doing a presser yesterday, one-hour presser. And what he had in his presser was so vile. Twitter blocked it and then put content warning on it in case people got triggered. Uh, some local news outlets were carrying They cut it. I'm like, Ron, what the heck are you doing? John, have you seen any of this? I saw, yeah, the little excerpt of it. It was yeah. a little on the raw side. Uh, and I'm thinking, Ron, what are you doing? Um, but there's context here. And I'm, and it should be heard. Uh, but I'm like, it's so bad. And it's edited. There's no bad words. But the content is really bad. And I'm like, John, I, I'm like seeking John's advice. Like, should I even play this? Because it, it I, I won't say it, yeah, it did offend me. It's disgusting, especially when we put more context to it. But as you hear it, are, is it uncomfortable for you if we were to play it on air? Is it uncomfortable for you? I mean, it was on, they put it up on his, up on his website. It said explicit content not suitable for children on the video that DeSantis posted on the Florida governor website. And so I'm thinking as I'm reading the story, I'm like, Ron, what did you do? That's got everybody flipped out by what you're doing. And then there was more contacts. I'm like, oh. And then still, as I hear it, and I'm a 50, I'm pretty cool. I, I think I'm a pretty hip dude, man. Nothing, there's very few things that offend me because, you know, why I have a sense of humor and I feel like I'm fairly intelligent. My goodness. 
Howlsworth, like, you might want to cover your ears, buddy. And I say, I'm saying this out of love. Uh, I, and I mean that. Sure. Where Where are you going with this? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to kill time because I'm still not sure if I should play the audio that got DeSantis yanked from news outlets and from Twitter. Now, what's my golden rule? If I have to ask? <laughs> you, the answer's probably no. Then that tells me I should do it. Uh, so, uh, Howlsworth, you, 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 as a Catholic, which you yeah, talk about I, a lot sure. here on the show. Sure. Um, like I'm serious, dude. Like I'm, I'm worried about, and you're an, a, the most, the most respected between you and Marsh. You talk about respect for journalism here in Mid Missouri. It's you guys, that. and I, and you I know that. that. But as a friend, <laughs> as somebody, we've been to CC's, we've been, sure. we've been to the Cracker Barrel. Yes. Uh, we hang out and we do stuff. We're gonna sure. be hanging out this weekend at the Como Man, Man show. show. Get your tickets online right now. Ninety three nine theeagle dot com com. They're cheaper online. This show is massive. A lot of excitement yes. being generated about this. But like, I want to sure. tell you as a friend, yeah. Like maybe you should take your head phones off and i may have to i don't i heard he gave a speech and there were protests but i didn't hear that yeah. it had been yanked from from the media outlets and that's stuff. wow that's how offensive it was okay are you choosing to be a part of this i probably need to need to go ahead and listen so. all right marsh you good bud i'm always good all right so uh if you're listening i'm just uh, uh i'm telling you uh wow Flamer by Mike Curato was founded Broward, Collier, Hillsborough, Marion, Seminole, and Volusia County Schools. The camp the boys go to in the book has an island that the book says looks like a frying pan, but we're all certain it looks like a It also contains a shower scene with a group of boys where a young man gets an erection. Another where a boy watches porn and asks, why is there so much hair? While noting that those are so big. And if none of this causes you to pause, there's another section where a group of boys masturbate together and are pressured to ejaculate into a bottle. Mm. So the context... Send your cards and letters to Brandon Rather's care of. Uh, that's what got DeSantis yanked from uh, news stations and yanked from Twitter temporarily, and then they put a warning on it. They were reading from books that are found in schools... In Florida, wow! As you're listening to that, Brian, I well, I was wondering where that was from I, books. Did, okay, I was yeah, from school books that are in Florida, but Twitter and news feeds, the news TV station. This is too offensive. We got to cut off from this. But it's okay for little kids to read in schools. Man, I don't understand the thought process of these people. Interesting what, thought. I personally, as you're listening to it, personally, sure. be as honest as sure. you can. Like. Because I'm uncomfortable. I'm 52, and I like to think I'm pretty cool with that stuff. Whatever, it doesn't bother me. Mm. But I'm like, even even if you don't have the context that these are books that little kids can pick up from the school library. Mm-hmm. We're not talking even just sure. public libraries, school libraries. How do you? How did that make you feel? Hey, well, I wasn't sure. I didn't know if that was on a newscast or if I, it certainly didn't sound DeSantis, like DeSantis, but not now. It was he, a I video think, feed uh, that he used in like, his press. Absolutely. How did it make you feel? Um, that could never air on a television newscast. It just, it could not. And uh, in, in, I didn't realize that was being taught in the, the schools. 
in Florida. That's that's very. It's in school books, and and I don't. Some of those books, and we've shared some of them. As a matter of fact, Stephanie Bell has mm-hmm. three young kids in school. We've been in here before, and we've show we've uh, we've flipped through some of the pages of these books, and Stephanie Bell is like, yeah, no, I do not want my kids having access to these books in school in schools in libraries and schools here in Mid Missouri. So this idea is DeSantis. So DeSantis played that video, and that's when all the TV stations, oh, the governor's speak. We got to take that out. Wait, you're cutting that from adults at home watching the news, but you are okay with kids reading this stuff in a school library. These people lack. That's a lack of common sense. I don't know how else to explain it, John. I, I don't know. You know, and, and we, I was on the governor's website, floridagov.com, and talked about some of those books and books showing pornographic sex acts and all, and you wonder, is this even appropriate content for a high school library, much less little guys? Yeah, I'm 52, and I don't feel very appropriate what just said. But there's, there are some people that think, and think about the hypocrisy here as these news outlets yanked it and the, the, the warning on Twitter. It's okay for little kids to read these books in schools, but adults, we're going to yank it from the news. That's hypocrisy and that's disgusting this is wake up mid-missouri steph bell is out today brian howlsworth and i hope i did not did i warn you enough you as a friend me. Yeah, absolutely okay. you you warned right. me and i again i think the the context there now that i understand it about i, I wasn't sure where you were going but no that yeah. that's uh wow mm-hmm. there's producer hannah what up my name is brandon rather john marsh is here get ready for the nolan show coming up here in just a bit uh there's legislation in missouri to try to crack down on expired temporary tags and i want to uh, Hannah and I have been getting some really good texts this morning. On, we on, have. So we asked folks to do the unsafe, and that is when you're in traffic this morning and you see temporary tags that are expired, send us a picture. We're looking for the oldest expired temporary tags. But there's legislation to do away with it, and I want to share. There is a text. Uh, we've been overthinking this problem. Uh, we're, well, we could do this. You could make it so people could go to, uh, you know, get it done when you're buying the car at the dealership. Jeremy, at this time tomorrow, I hope we remember Jeremy as one of our winners of the week. We do it every Friday, 835. Here's the simplest solution. Tell the state to quit making temp- temporary tags so durable. That way they'd fade away after a month. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> He's right. That's genius. I know. Sometimes the best answer is we overthink it. It is so simple sometimes. Somewhere there's someone listening who works at the DMV that's writing that down. Make the temporary tags less durable and it would probably be less expensive. Those temp tags are pretty uh, durable, as a matter Yeah, they're on a pretty heavy duty kind of paper or plastic kind of. Like you could eat Sunday barbecue chicken off that thing. <laughs> temporary. They're pretty sturdy. So people have been texting us. There, and here's what gets me is especially temporary because we've got a slew of pictures being texted to us this morning at 874-9390. A slew of tags that like expired last year. So these plates are running around and they expired in 2022. And people get up. So, well, how come they're not getting pulled over and getting ticketed? Listen, look at the show. And here's why. The shortages of police departments right now. They're not wasting their time with this kind of stuff. And it's frustrating. I get it because these people aren't paying. Uh, you know, they're not, in fact, they're not paying their fair share for whatever reason. Um, and then the two oldest ones this morning. What was the first one, Hannah? It was November 18th of 2020. And then one of our listeners in Blue Springs, Missouri, sends us this. 
not to be outdone. Somebody said, hold my beer and watch this. There's one. This is on a black Toyota 4Runner from Blue Springs, Missouri. Also November of 2020, but beats that one by five days. These place, these temporary tags expired November the 13th of 2020. Jackie, we appreciate you sending that along. 874-9390. So these folks are dry, driving around with tags that have been expired for two and a half years. And, and nothing's happening. And people are getting frustrated about it. Legislation in the body, uh, in the legislative body in Missouri trying to fix that. Charlie is in Columbia. Charlie, what's on your mind? Yeah, I was always under the impression that if your car isn't properly licensed, that you don't have insurance. Your insurance requires you to have a licensed vehicle. Is that and I, wrong on that? That's the way I understand that, too. And that's the other big issue. That's the way I understand it. Insurance will cut. If something happens, if you're in an accident, something bad happens, insurance will say, well, your car was not uh, properly registered. I think that could potentially be one of the consequences of not getting that uh, done. Charlie, we appreciate you being a member of the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family this morning. Coming up just a few minutes from now, leftovers. And I think in leftovers, we're going to talk about some local tea. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Alright, some things we didn't get a chance to get to on the show this morning. Oh, another leftover uh, expired plate. Uh, this one from Columbia and I want to thank Bob, who is a first-time texter. By the way, we got a lot of first-time texters this morning and uh, all of us here on the show, we just wanted to take a moment to step aside and say thank you for taking part in the show today, whether you're commenting on news stories we were discussing or sending pictures of expired tags. Here's another one. This one's expired. This is coming up on two years of pigs. And so these are verifiable pictures that people have sent us uh, June 18th, 2021. That's almost, uh, well, it's almost coming up on two years. Math, math. <laughs> Gold star. Math ain't not my best subject. I'm gooder at the English than I is at the math. I like it when you're trying to do math in your head and you just, <laughs> you keep looking at me like I'm going to save you. Please help me, Hannah. Help. I, you know, I'll tell you, sometimes I shouldn't be doing anything in this brain. Uh, so thank you for that. And thank you for, um, especially you that, uh, first time texters or maybe new listeners this morning. Leftovers. John, you got anything for leftovers this morning? They're busy over at the state house leading up to, as you mentioned earlier, the getting ready to grow on break. Missouri House representatives passed the bill that would let students choose which school they want to attend using state money. That's the open enrollment deal. So let's see where that one goes. And I know the, who did we hear from? The Teachers Association. They don't like it because of the, quote, financial burden it could place on some of the rural schools. Which, to, by the way, this is Todd Fuller, Missouri State Teachers Association on ABC 17. Money follows the student. It can cause financial issues for a district, especially a smaller district. Yep, that's what Marsh just said. And there's, listen, I think on all sides of the political roundabout, there are Democrats that are for and against for various reasons. There are re not all Republicans, by the way, are on board with this. Uh, there are Republicans that are for and against. But here's one of the things that I find most telling. If Missouri State Teachers Association is against it, then it must be a good idea. That's that's my takeaway. And we kind of stay on the theme of schools. Six Jefferson City School District teachers are finalists for Teachers of the Year. Uh, the winner of the uh, Isinger Teacher of the Year 
uh, Award. Going to be announced during a ceremony April 25th. Crystal Diaria from Lewis and Clark Middle School at Belair Elementary School. Tori Hamilton. Lindsay King-Solver uh, from Lewis and Clark Middle School. From the Nichols Career Center, Amber Moore. Jefferson City Academic Center, Terry Monks, and I apologize if I am mispronouncing that last name, Monks, M-U-N-M-U-E-N-K-S. Minix, a lot of times you hear. Okay. Lisa Weiberg, Southwest Early Childhood Center. Boy, that's not a lot of diversity there. It's all women. Where's the diversity this day and age? Is this what we have fought for, John? I don't know. All right. Maybe in a previous life they worked uh, as a as a counselor in a foreign country and were at the White House. Kudos to all of those teachers, <laughs> man. And and I do like at any opportunity we get a chance to salute teachers because obviously with education, especially uh, what happened during the government pandemic that started in 2020 when schools start to get called out because we had an opportunity to see what was happening in our schools. There are still some really good people, very good, passionate teachers uh, that are out there. And any chance we have an opportunity to highlight the good work that they are doing, want to make sure we do it. And also life-changing educator nominees uh, from Jefferson City High School, David Gale, Kelsey Heil from Thomas Jefferson Middle School, Lisa Maloney, and Catherine Rustemeyer also in there. Uh, also in Leftovers, guess who's selling their home in the Kansas City area? Uh, grew up in, uh, in the area. Did you number see this? 15, maybe? Uh, yeah. Albert Pujols, number five, selling uh, selling his Kansas City area home. There was, And I guess there was a sale that started on Tuesday, and then there was another kind of like an estate sale that started Wednesday. You know what was in the house? Eagle News Time. Not-